Oh, yeah. It's Tuesday, and it's time for Backdoor Cover. Recording from the parking lot. Let's go. We come to you today live from the parking lot of the office building that I work at. While Brad Key sits at home in the MWBK studios. Brad, how are you? Mike, uh, Mike alive from a car in a parking lot. What's good, buddy? You know, just another day in paradise, fam. Yeah? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Not as good as, as Hefty, Phil Mickelson. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about a very exciting start to the NBA playoffs. And uh, it's, it's going to be a great podcast. I'm, I'm very excited to, to get get on the mic with you bud this is exciting stuff for sure so tell us are you like talking over your car speaker are you on a phone do you have headphones plugged in what is your setup right now i'm coming coming to you live with some apple airpods uh sitting on a bench in the parking lot you fucking millennial this is millennial activity. yeah yeah shops to boo boo for uh the birthday gift and uh i just i feel great just influencing from a bench and a park yeah, apologies for the audio quality. It, it won't be as good as it normally is. But, you know, we're doing what we can. There's a lot of exciting things on the horizon, Brad, mm. professionally, that I, I can't wait to share with our audience. And uh, I think that uh, it's going to be a really exciting time for everyone, and the back, all the backdoor boys and backdoor baddies. I like all this cryptic stuff you're doing. I'm in. I'm all in. You got me on it the edge nothing of my to seat. Do with, it has nothing to do with crypto, by the way. With what? Crypto? Yeah, it's just cryptic. <laughs> not not crypto, cryptic. Gotcha. That's right. Uh, so stay tuned. Hey, you know where else you should stay tuned? Hmm. Mind of Micah. Today, uh, starting today, I uh, let me just first start with an apology. I, I was a little uh, lacking on content last week, not a whole lot of stuff. But we're back in a big way. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, a three-part investigation. Ooh. I say investigation uh, very jokingly because I just, it's a three part. Micah's read of the week about the recruitment of Shaquille O'Neal. Ooh, that sounds pretty good, actually. I bet that was it's a really, juicy recruitment. It's a really good story. And the most amazing thing is nobody knew about Shaquille O'Neal hmm. uh, because he grew up on a, a Air Force base in Germany. Oh, I thought he grew up in like San Antonio or something. But I knew he, he came was... to San Antonio for his junior year. I got you. And there's a story that's been told like a hundred times, and it changes every time it's told about how uh, the coach at LSU was giving like pep talks to soldiers at these army bases, and uh, a kid came up to him. Shaq came up to him, and and as the story goes, when it was first told, he was six four. <laughs> and then he told it again a few years later, and he was 6'6". Six, six. And then when he pulled it in 2020, he was 6'9". But he came up to him, and uh, the coach said, Whoa, Ralph. Sorry about uh, that. That's all right. The coach said, uh, What rank are you, soldier? And Shaq said, I'm 13 years old. Uh, and so he was discovered there. And then he moved to San Antonio for his junior year, and nobody knew about him. Uh, and LSU had been in, in contact with him for six years. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty wild story. I think you'll really like it. So that's mine of Micah. Subscribe now. Three-part investigation coming. Part one available now. Part two, two uh, Wednesday. Part three, Thursday. Nice. That was yeah, a perfect you, really timing because like I put myself on mute there. Ralph was just going off the whole time you were making that description. So perfectly timed, sir. We're synced up like always. 
Ralph is lit. Uh, the other thing you should do is check out Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter. It hits your inbox every Monday around lunch. Uh, yesterday, we featured a uh, tremendous dinner that I made Sunday night, which I just had the leftovers, the end of the leftovers for lunch today, and qu- they were quite good. I would encourage you to make this, uh, make this entire meal, as I as I spelled out in Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter. That stuff looks to, good in it, that newsletter. It. Mm, 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 it looks so good. Oh uh, yeah, it was like a pork roast with a uh, with a spicy vinegar and butter sauce. It's almost cheating. Mm, it was so mm, good, mm. as well as the best rice dish I've ever made. So check that out. We'll put the uh, subscription link in the description to this podcast. All right, so you want to talk some sports, Brad? Let's talk sports, baby. I'm in for sports. It's Tuesday, so we're a day late, but we got to talk to Phil. Uh, Phil Mickelson, happy becomes the oldest man ever to win a uh, major, winning the PGA by two strokes. Uh, a remarkable performance for the lefty and uh, a triumph for all old people everywhere. <laughs> what were you, What was your big takeaway of, uh, of the weekend and of Sunday especially? The, the, the crowd at this tournament lost their damn minds. It was just like when Tiger was winning uh, the, the Tour Championship uh, tournament a couple of years back where they all just said fuck it and stormed the, the fairway of the 18th as they walked up it. And there was such a crowd bubbled around the green like Brooks couldn't get through. Like he had to have like 12 police officers escort him in to be able to make his final putt. It was crazy. It was such an awesome scene. Um, I mean, that's that's the kind of shit that's just like organic and it just like mob mentality turns it into something just so special and so fun. It was really, really cool. Um, and I enjoyed that. I thought that was, that was super fun. So like feels like rolling around like machine gun, throwing up thumbs ups at like everybody who looks at him and people are just losing their mind. There's a guy who like tried to almost tackle Phil on the, after his approach shot on 18 when they were walking up, like, and he's just so drunk and the police have to pull him off. Phil, it was just crazy. Um, I thought it was good for golf. Like, even though it's not probably, it's kind of more close to Adam Sandler and Happy Gilmore behavior than it is to traditional golf. It was still just like so fun and such a charged atmosphere. I thought it was just fantastic. Such a fun thing to watch. And then, uh, yeah, the, the scene coming down the stretch oh on God, 17 and 18. Yeah, it was I so mean, it was awesome. bananas. Crazy. And Brooks is pissed. You could tell Brooks is pissed at the after the like. I don't know if he's mad about the situation or exactly what, but he's fucking grouchy as shit. Did you see the scene where he's given an interview with uh, whoever it is, uh, Shambly or whoever the whatever that guy's name is from Golf Channel? Yeah. Bryson comes like stomping up behind him, and he just like closes his eyes and stops talking. He's like, I can't, I can't talk with all the shit going on behind me. And they had to like redo the scene. Did you, did you see this yet? Oh, uh, yeah. I think everybody's seen it. Now. I mean, uh, it's yeah. just hilarious. So, surly ass Brooks Kepka got whipped by old man Phil Mickelson. The other thing that's kind of interesting is uh, Padraig Arrington actually finished fourth, who is almost as old as Phil. He's 49. So, I mean, we had some, <laughs> some old ass motherfuckers in this, uh, this top five of the leaderboard here coming in. Um, Padraig was really, really good in the 2000s, whatever. So, Interesting, uh, interesting leaderboard to say the least. But Phil winning, what a shock, man! Uh, yeah, you know, and I, I didn't think that he'd get it done until after five when he pulled out from the sand. Yeah, and from that point on, it was like, okay, he Phil's going to do this. I think I was. Uh, I mean, had, I just was waiting for Brooks to just hit the gas because 
you know Brooks has the ability. Like if he gets going, if he gets hot there with like a major on the line, he's just so it's almost automatic for him to just start just mushing balls right down the middle, putting it close, making birdies, and just taking off with the tournament. And like with Phil in front of him, you would have just thought like Brooks just looked at him and was like, Okay, I'm gonna come for this guy. And and Phil was out driving him on holes. Like Phil was just yeah. mashing the ball. So yeah, uh, youth did not prevail uh, in this instance. I mean, Brooks is like as powerful of a specimen as you can find on the PGA Tour, and he didn't overpower Phil. So I just mad props to Phil. Did you see he, he yeah, like fasts for 36 hours a week? That's part of his yeah, diet? it's really, this whole thing is really a victory for, <laughs> like, sports science. Because Phil has been doing all this annoying shit for a, a couple of years now about his bulletproof coffee and CBD and how he's changed his diet and how he's here to hit bombs and do all this. And it's so annoying. But then he wins a major at, at 50, 50. And and you go, okay, so I guess it's all worth it. And I mean, like, he's basically you know, 51. Like, isn't he 50 and like nine months old or 50 and 10 months old? Like, he's old. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's old. damn near 51, um, yeah. And so it probably leads to more of this just, to me, just kind of boring uh, gloating about sports science and how important it is to take care of your body because I like to eat uh, enchiladas and not worry about it. But I'm also not competing for major golf championships and, and millions of dollars. So shouts to Phil. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I also had a takeaway that it sort of made me sad. Why? Uh, because... You know, for years we've seen the clips of the the '86 Masters where uh, Jack wins. Mm-hmm. At, I don't know how old he was, forty six, something right, like 46, that. Forty six, yeah. Uh, and you know, I was always kind of we haven't had a chance to experience that as golf fans. Uh, an old giant of the sport coming in and winning late. It made me sad because after what we've seen happen to Tiger uh, in the last year or in the last four months. Right. Oh, we're never going to see this moment with Tiger. And, like, we could have seen it. And don't tell me if he didn't destroy his leg. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he'll come back. I don't think it's ever going to happen. But if Tiger was playing as well as he did at the Masters two years ago, there's no reason to believe that Tiger could have won the Masters again at 50, like, six years from now. You know, I think he's seven, six or seven years younger than Phil. He's 45. Uh, and, yeah, and now I, I don't think we're ever going to see that moment, which is... That made me a little sad. It, I mean, it had similar feels though, like the Tiger Masters win. I mean, he that was a comeback after he had basically fallen off the planet. Uh, That's true. So, like, I mean, it had some similar aspects, but like you're saying, that I mean, Tiger's was what forty three then. If it was two years ago, we're talking about a, yeah. someone who's damn near fifty one, like almost a decade older. So, I mean, that's really something. Fifty plus is just it's. I mean, and Phil's all over the place, man. Like, I don't think he finished top 10 in a single up tournament this year. Or if he did, it no, the best, his best finish was 22nd at the masters. Yeah. And I mean, so, so like, he's not even on the radar. Like he's having to take, uh, sponsors exemptions and shit to get into the next, uh, to the U S open that's coming up at his hometown. Yeah. Not anymore. He yeah. Not anymore. Now but, he's got exemptions for the next five years. Exactly. For all the majors. So, I mean, that's, that's the kind of shit we're talking about though. Like he is just off the map. I think he was 300 and, 300 to one to win something like that. Wow. Um, that would have been nice. There was a bet. There was a, uh, I forgot if it was DraftKings or FanDuel, but one of them posted something and somebody placed a thousand dollars on Phil to win and they won 300 grand. 
and I think it was FanDuel who posted, and they're like, what are the odds that this bet was made by Phil? Like, who else would have made this bet except for Phil Mickelson, betting on himself? Like, that's funny. That's the kind of odds we're talking here. So, shouts to Phil, man. Old man, coming yeah. in and... Shouts to Phil. I mean, how many people have played on the Champions Tour and won a major? That can't have ever happened. It can't possibly no, have. Because well, 46 is the impossible. oldest ever. Yeah, you have to be 50 to play Champions. So, like, you got to be 50 to be on the Champions Tour. That's some shit tour. right there, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been amazing. Uh, an amazing set of circumstances. And Phil was tough down the stretch, too. It's not like... I mean, Brooks didn't play great, but it... You know, Phil won that tournament. I mean, that course was um, brutal, man. And he went. I mean, he was basically leading from Thursday when we started. I, did we record last Thursday? I forget. I was talking to somebody Friday. Uh, record last Friday. We I saw was Thursday. To somebody right. midday Thursday, and he was leading. I was like, "That's crazy!" And he basically <laughs> went wire to wire. I don't think he led after all four, but he led after the third. And right, Phil gets it done. So. An impressive performance. I mean, that course uh, was so tough. Like, there's, I saw more videos of people breaking their clubs this weekend than I've seen in a long time. It just seemed like people were uh, in a uh, in a negative headspace just because it's played difficultly. Like, it was a difficult golf course. So, yeah, and that shouts, course is set up to be incredibly difficult on the back nine when you're going against the wind. Uh, I, I do think Phil was a little bit fortunate. All Me four too. days that he teed off, he had pretty good condition. Yeah. Uh, you know, there were guys that, that didn't have a chance to win the tournament strictly because their tee times were in the, the hardest part of the wind and they were screwed. Uh, but Phil, Phil got it done. Phil, your PGA champion. Phil, we're going to see in the next 20 majors because he's, he's qualified for the next five years. So shouts to him. Let's go. All right, let's, uh, let's talk some hoops. Actually, before we do, can we talk about Jalen Smith? Sure. Whatever you like. Linebacker for... Linebacker from the Cowboys. He's switching his number from 54 to number 9, which, of course, is Tony Romo's number. <laughs> no Cowboys worn it since Romo retired. Okay. Okay. Are you are uh, you triggered? No, no, no. I, I mean, I don't really give a shit. Um, but, I mean, I think that's of note. Uh, also, it's going to cost him six figures uh, because he has to buy out every 54 jersey and T-shirt following NFL rules, if he had said now that he was going to change his number in 2022, it wouldn't have cost him any money. Wait, what? And con- yeah. He has, and to, he has to buy them back from all the fans? Yes. No, like everyone that is in a retail store, he has to buy. Oh. Every every 54 jersey that's been printed, he, he must buy. Hmm. I mean, um, does he get to keep and them all? I'd, I'd start an eBay website and be like, yo. I guess. Uh, considering he's on the last year of his contract, this seems just reckless. Like, he may never get to wear number nine with the Cowboys, so he's just saying, here's six figures, I'm I'm going to be number nine. It's weird. It's a weird move. I don't like it. It's he, just dumb. He must and, be really uh, into number nine. Right, he must be. A pretty tight linebacker number, though. He wore 54 because five plus four equaled nine. Ah, See. And new NFL rules this year allow for linebackers to wear numbers one through, I think it's 59 plus numbers in the 90s. Mm. So, you know, the you know, now they're allowed to wear uh, numbers digits. one through 59 plus numbers in the 90s, where before they weren't allowed single digits. Uh, fellow Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons, the new Micah in town, <laughs> will be wearing number 11. So, Yeah, I uh, like those numbers anyway. for linebackers. That's, that's tight. 
Yeah, I just don't think I would have paid that much, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Don't be cheap, uh, Micah. Just sorry. Uh, let's talk... <laughs> Let's talk basketball okay. because the first the first eight games Saturday and Sunday were all awesome. Like their two point game, a ten point game, they were all close games. Basically, Saturday and Sunday, very compelling hoops. Uh, there was a great game last night where Dame Willard, I think, had eight threes in the first half, had thirty two points, and the team was still down by twelve. The Nuggets even that series one twenty eight one hundred nine. Yesterday's were. Kind of blowouts. Those are the two most yeah. lopsided victories I've seen. I get it. Like you said, it's been really, really competitive, fun basketball, uh, back and forth, like underdogs winning. I think every road team won other than this, the Lakers, who are the most likely road dog to have won uh, in the West. Well, I the mean. Bucks in the West. In, in the West. The Bucks, uh, the other game yesterday, Bucks 132-98 to over the Heat. They now lead 2-0 after barely getting game one, but now they lead 2-0. Seem to be, I won't say in commanding position because They've blown two leads before, but the Bucks look um, good, man. They 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 do. It looks like they bad, man. It looks like they've solved the Heat puzzle, and they certainly don't seem intimidated by the team that knocked them out of playoffs last year. I mean, it's it's not that surprising though. Like the Bucks were a behemoth last year, and they added Holiday and they added PJ Tucker, and I mean those are two significant pieces. Like that's not something small to scoff at. So. Uh, you replace Bledsoe with with Holiday, and you've got yourself a, a vastly different and improved team. And and the Heat are the Heat just aren't quite as good as they were last year. They they have they yeah. lost Jake Crowder and picked up Trevor Ariza, and mm-hmm. Trevor Ariza can't guard uh, Giannis. So the Heat the Bucks look in control of the Heat. Uh, the Blazers Nuggets series tied at one looks pretty wildly entertaining. That one seems that one's got seven games written all over it, doesn't it? I mean. It, <laughs> anything that Dame plays in is just so fun. I mean, the two contrasting styles of Dame versus Jokic is just, it's just wildly entertaining. Like, there's, it's just two vastly different, but really, really appealing, beautiful styles of basketball. So fun. And then Jokic has a go against, what? how big is Nurkic? Is he, like, the biggest person in the NBA besides, like... He's huge. I mean, he is the biggest human. Like, when you see him, like, his shoulders alone are, like, as wide as a backboard of a basketball court. So it's like, that guy is just such a monster. It's funny because he came from uh, Denver. He was starting over Jokic at first, and then Jokic overtook him. They yeah. traded him to, to, to Portland. So, like, there's some kind of interesting storylines there and some fun stuff going on. Uh, it's really fun to see those two go up against each other. I'm a huge fan of this series. I mean... Lillard goes for 32 in the first half, and then Jokic <laughs> goes fifth, Joker goes 15 for 20 last night. <laughs> like, there's a reason the dude is the MVP. He's amazing. What was the quote that LeBron said one time when Cleveland Cleveland signed uh, some big uh, European I don't remember, guy? But it, I'm sure I, it was I fantastic. Forget. They they traded for some dude, and he showed up, and like he got on like team bus the first time. LeBron goes, "That's a big motherfucker," <laughs> and. Uh, like right before the playoff run, then he never played. Anyway, that's that's what I was thinking. We have three games tonight: Celtics and Nets. Uh, Brooklyn leads one game to zero there. Lakers and Suns in what may be a must-win for the Lakers. By the way, I would bet the house on the Lakers, a two-point mm. road favorite against the Suns. And the Mavs at Clippers. Dallas stole game one in LA. The, the Clippers a seven-game. Uh, seven-point home favorite tonight. Man, I'm rooting so uh, hard for the Mavs. I didn't realize I like the Mavs as much as I do, but I think they're my 
that my adopted team this year in the playoffs. I'm going to be really rooting for them. I I love Luca, man. He's so fun to watch. It's impossible not to like Luca. He's just it's impossible. Crazy. He's so enjoyable. He's genuinely having like a good time out there, just like going up against like the the best backcourt defense in the entire league, and he's just having a good time at it. Like it's just it's not gritty. <laughs> he's just such like a. I don't know. He's just a fun-loving human, which is hard to to root against. I'm yeah. I, I'm all in. And then Lakers Suns. He's also. I mean, I love. Sorry, we'll get to that. In a yeah, yeah. I also love how how Luca like will just get just get uh, exploited on defense, <laughs> and then just just come back down the next time and fire a three and get that point back. Yeah, like somebody will dump the ball down, go up against him in the paint. He won't play any defense at all. And just give up a super easy layup, and then he'll just come back down, take two dribbles, and fire a three. And, and make he's it. up one on uh, you, yeah, yeah, with a with a smile on his face. Like it, it's it's remarkable. He's he's, I mean, it's kind of like early Dirk. I, he's got to get tougher, and he's got to be able to be an average defender instead of a below average defender uh-huh. for them to be a legitimate contender, which they're not this year. Uh, but he's fun to watch, man. They are, and uh, he's fun to watch. There's not a whole lot else there. But he's he's awfully fun. Paul George um, wasn't he super cold? Like I know he ended up with a decent stat line, but did did we really? Is Paul George really going to pull some trick or treat bullshit again this year? Like it's not possible for him to do this. He had twenty three. Yes, it is. That's all that he does. He's gonna be, he'll score thirty five tonight. <laughs> he'll be great tonight. They'll win game two. But he no showed the first half of that game, didn't he? Yeah, and he'll disappear for game three and four. And he'll, and he'll put come one back off the side of the backboard. And it's just, how is this yeah. possible? Like, I don't understand. I can't, That's just who I can't he is. fathom. Like, we can't, it's not that dramatically different. It's not that hard to understand, Brad. It, he's not, played like 50,000 like 50, minutes in the NBA. Like, he's... <laughs> I know that the playoffs is a notch yeah. up, but it's not that much of a notch up. Like, that you can't, like... This is a large... But at this point, it's a large sample size. The dude's been in the playoffs That's like what I'm saying. Times, how is this possible? And he does this every time. I know who he is. He's gonna he's gonna play great tonight. He's gonna play terribly in games three and four. Has he's gonna come back and play great in game five, likeless? and then he's gonna give a press conference. Then he's gonna give a press conference. That he's, you know that he proved all the doubters wrong, and then they're gonna lose the series in six. <sighs> it's so pandemic. shocking. My favorite is when he they they changed his name from playoff P to pandemic P. <laughs> uh, that was rough. That's cold, man. Yeah. Poor Paul George. He's fucking good. I just, it's. I just don't understand it. It. How are you that consistently bad when you're so consistently good? Otherwise, like, how can you be that good in the regular season and in certain games in the playoffs you have these big monster games? Like, how do you just lay eggs like that so regularly? It's shocking to me for somebody of his caliber of player. Um, yeah, we'll see. Maybe Paul George. Get, finally shakes that playoff P moniker off his back. I, I wouldn't count on it. Uh, uh, let's likely. move on. The, the other three series, uh, Wizards and 76ers, Philly won game one pretty easily. Uh, these are these three games are Wednesday. Mm. Uh, Atlanta at the Knicks, which has been spicy so far. Yeah, uh, The Hawks got game one uh, with, with the... Uh, Trey Young buzzer beater, right? Yeah, with a with about a second left, Trey yeah. Young, the the crowd was chanting "fuck Trey Young," yeah, and fuck he shushed him. He shushed the shit that's, out of him. That's uh, some nuts right there to go into Madison Square Garden and shush some motherfuckers. He's like he didn't get shanked walking out of there. 
I mean, he might get in too. I, <laughs> he I, I better be it, looking though. out. It was so fun to watch the Garden crowd going just crazy when they went on a run. Isn't it fun, man? And I then, like uh, having the I like having the Knicks in this, and I like having a rabid fan base like theirs involved. I mean, I won't like it in like two years if they continue to be good. They'll just it'll get old. But right now, it's just genuinely fun. It's like new and good to have them back. They'll get old. I I do admit, but right now I'm having fun watching them foam at the mouth. No doubt. And then the other series, the red-hot Memphis Grizzlies, uh, the eight-seed lead Utah, one game to none. Uh, somebody in my group chat talked about how hilarious it is that for Mizzou fans yeah. that Quinn Snyder's the coach of the year, Jordan Clarkson's the fifth man, Michael Porter Jr. looks like he's on the cusp of being a star. And in true Mizzou fashion, they'll probably all lose in the first round. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. was up as a dark horse candidate for um, most improved player this year. Um, I think it's going to go to somebody else, but he was under consideration for certain. He's good, man. Yeah. He looks good too, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. The Nuggets seem like the most... The Jazz are a better team, but Mike, uh, or what's his name? I guess that's uh, the point. Yeah, the, the Jazz, they didn't, I think. They didn't have homeboy, Spider Mitchell. That's right. Mitchell did not play in game one, but will be playing in game two, and mm. apparently he's mad at the training staff. There's yeah, they held him there. out or something. That was what was weird yeah. about that first game, is they held him out with no pre-warning i think they just got cold feet and they didn't want to hurt like exacerbate some sort of injury that he was coming back from so yeah i i could see why that would also throw the team into a funk like right before tip you're just gonna be like hey by the way our best player's out like uh we'll we'll figure this out uh on the fly and i don't it's not good that's not what you're going for but yeah i think i think he comes back and they uh they return to form they also shot like dog shit from three which is kind of their that's what they hang their hat on so if they're not going to be shooting well from three and they don't have spider they have some big big trouble but i mean i don't think you can count on 31 from dylan brooks or however much he put up for the grizz either although he is gritty he's a big physical guard but yeah i can't see him doing that on a regular basis john on the other hand watch out that guy he's a supernova he's a problem he is a problem is that everything, Micah? Did we well, do it? I think we did it all. Do you have yeah. anything else you want to talk about? No, we did it all in 30 minutes, or it's free, as Michael likes to say. So that was a good That's right, 30 uh, minutes or good free. quick episode. The domino. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back later this week, I'm sure. Uh, we Brad and I need to talk about Top Chef. We missed Restaurant Wars last week. Yeah, we got to do Top Chef. haven't broken it down. The best episode of the season. That'll be coming to mind to Micah soon as well. Let me play you out. Uh, the landscaping team is buzzing by me as I sit in the parking lot. <laughs> perfect time to get the hell out of here. But perfect timing. Yep, I think that's fine. Until next time. Mm, bye bye. Thanks for listening.